We spoke in the previous year about Yerushalayim, which Nevshechayim says is a first step, both for learning Torah and for doing mitzvahs. And really, it's a bit of a mistake to say Nevshechayim says that because he brings that from the Zohar, from the Gemara. But really, it's a pasuk, it's a pasuk which is Reshis Chachma Yerushalayim. That the first point of the first part of Chachma has to be Yerushalayim. In other words, Yerushalayim has to be first. And when a person is at base of Yerush Hashem, so then it influences everything he learns afterwards. Just like if a person is at basis of commitment, Kablu Malchusi, the Yerush Hashem, which comes first, so it will change everything they do afterwards because it's all done on the extent of I'm committed to do. And it's famous, I don't have to say this, I'm sure everyone knows it, that that the Yisod, the Mephoshim said, the Yishonim say, in Kofadim Harkagigis. Because when HaKadosh Baruch originally offered the Torah to the Jewish people, they were, they were all willing to accept it. Of course, we want the Torah. Which is good. Motivation is fantastic. And the fact that Kleishel wanted the Torah, it's very good. But Hashem knew that's not enough. You can't build on motivation. And therefore, even though they were motivated, there still had to be a stage of you have to understand you're obligated to. It's not just motivation. The motivation is wonderful and will make a person do things but it's not just motivation. There's a hischaivus to this also. There's an obligation, there's a commitment. And putting the Haraka Gigas over them, we're showing them, understand that you don't really have a choice. This is something you're obligated to. That's the first point we say. That when the person feels obligated, that's what's going to ensure that he always does. Because his moods might change, but his obligation doesn't. Now, the second point is to talk about the other thing that Shachayim says from the Gemaras, from the, from the Midrashim, and that is that it's also a gate to learning Torah. But here he doesn't say it in the sense that I won't be able to learn Torah without it. Here he says I won't be able to retain the Torah without it. Let's explain what that means. Because even by Torah, we have the first principle. And that is a person who learns when it's enjoyable to learn, whether he's in the right frame of mind, or whether it's the sugi which is, catches his intention, and when he doesn't enjoy it, it's tired, it's been a rough day, it's a hard day, whatever the case is, he doesn't learn. So he isn't really committed to learning, as the mitzvah of learning. It's only when a person forces himself, I have to learn. Then it's going to force him to open the Gemara and to, understand, to work on understanding whether he feels like it or not. So that same year that there is by every mitzvah applies to the mitzvah of Talmud Torah as well. You know, there's a beautiful chat I have to stop to share with you on this point. I heard it to Shemar Khan There's a Gemara the Gemara talks about a certain Tana, it seems like. His name was Rav Preda. We don't know much about Rav Preda, except for that he had one student. And this student was particularly slow. In other words, anything that Rav Preda wanted to teach the student, he had to teach him, but not once, not twice, not even ten times. 
everything that Rav Spreda to teach the students, in order for the student to understand it, Rav Spreda to teach him 400 times. Now let's just stop and think about that for a minute. Can you imagine having to repeat something 10 times to somebody else? You gave them, you told them the halacha. So now I'm sorry, Rabbi, I didn't get that again. Okay, again. The halacha is that you can do it. One second. What does the halacha say? You can do it. Ah. I just want to clarify again. The halacha said, I can? Yes, you can do it. That's just four times. And the person says, well, I don't understand. Can you explain it again? Start from the beginning. Okay, once again. This is your question, and the halacha says you can do it. Really? I don't understand it. Okay. Once again, this is Allah, you can do it, and that's up to six times. And you can already see that just listening to me say it six times, you're losing your patience. How many times can you repeat the same thing already? But Rafaela has Talmud that six times was nothing. Not even 60 times. Until he said, Rafaela said something 400 times. And Talmud didn't understand it. And if Prada must have been blessed with the level of patience which we can only stand back in admiration of. He was re- prepared to repeat himself to a Talmud 400 times until the Talmud understood. But that's not even the end of it. The Gemara says one time Prada was teaching his students and the student was distracted. And therefore even after 400 times the student still didn't understand. Prada says, what happened to you today? We've been through the 400 Khazars, you slowly understood. And the student said, Yeah, I'm having a hard day, my mind wasn't in it. So at that stage, what am I afraid to do? So listen, you know, enough's enough. I've done my ishtadas in this case. No, too bad, it's not going to happen. We'll try again tomorrow. No. So there's a Gemara, afraid to sat down and taught him 400 times again. That means 800 times. I don't know how many hours that took him. I don't know how much reserves of patience that took him. But he taught the student a second 400 times. And that was such a remarkable thing to do. Such a remarkable self-mastery. That a Basque came out of Shemaim and said, Afreda, as a reward, would you like to live 400 years? Or does your whole door should go to Ganesh? It's a tremendous reward. But it was a tremendous act which deserved that reward. Now listen to a question. It was asked of Chaim Kanievsky, the Chaim Nebracha. And that is, we understand Rav Prada did something unimaginable. We understand he deserves his reward. But what about the students? As slow as he was, to listen to something and try and understand it again and again and again and again, and not give up and keep going, 800 times. Now we read a Tosis once, twice, three times, we said this, this, this isn't for us. Maybe look in the article, maybe the Masifta, maybe they'll ask a question. And if not, then we're going weiter. To try to understand something again and again and again, and not give up, and try again, and try again, and try again, 800 times, until I finally, finally understand, 
that's tremendous too. And yet we don't see that the Talmud was offered any reward. Why not? Now, I'm not saying the Talmud didn't get a reward. I'm sure he did. But the Gemara doesn't talk about the Talmud's reward. Why not? And he answers, the Talmud doesn't need to be promised an extra special reward. Why? Because the Talmud had no choice. What's he going to do? He has to understand. And if he tried and he tried and he hasn't managed, he has to keep trying. He has to understand. Rafred had a choice. You can tell the Talmud, listen, you're just too stupid for words, I'll teach somebody else. But the Talmud had no choice. He's not going to understand. That's what Rechaim Kanievsky said, and I would add to that. Because this is already a tremendous level. That a person sees the Torah as, I have something I have to understand. It's something I have to know. There's no option of something I don't know in Torah. There's no option of a sugi that I didn't get. Or a ritual which was too complicated for me. That's the mindset of Yira, which has to precede learning. And that is, what I'm learning now is something I need to know. What I'm learning now is something I have to understand. There's no option of not. I'm not volunteering to know this. I have to know it. It's part of the Torah. And if that's the case, as many times as I'm going to have to go over it, and as much effort as I'm going to have to put into it, and as long as it's going to take, there's no option. That's commitment to learning. And I would just add, therefore, that if that's what the Talmud felt, so then that itself deserves a tremendous reward. Because most people today don't feel like that. They feel they'll try. If a sugar is a geschmack, if they enjoy it and they're with it, then they'll learn it. And if not, then how many times have you heard, Rabbi, this sugar is just not for me. I'll just wait for the next one. That's a lack of commitment to Torah. That means I'm okay with not understanding. Now, That's good as far as, like we said, the mitzvah goes. But there's a second point also. And that is, the yira is what helps the person remember. In other words, it becomes the kli. It becomes the, the vessel in which the Torah is stored. It becomes the storehouse for Torah. What's this new level of yira? So we can explain it very simply. And by this we can spend it at a deeper level too. Simply, this applies to everything. And that is, that the more important something is to you, the more that you're likely to remember it. So if there's something you have to know because it's, you have to pass an exam on the topic, or because it's very important information for your career, for your business, or something which you have to remember because, like for example, a doctor tells you this is the medication you need because it's well, to heal you, 
So then it's important for me to remember that, I'll remember it. If it's important enough to me, then I make a point of remembering it. Whereas, random trivia, which doesn't mean anything to me, has no effect in my life at all, I'm much less likely to remember. It doesn't affect me in any way. And therefore, it's not important. Not important, I can hear it. And it, I can forget it too. It's not something of significance. And if that's the case, so then, the first level of why Yira is what causes a person to retain their Torah is because, again, how important is it for a person's learning? You know, so I don't, uh, I saw a place who asked a nice question. I saw there's, there's a Rashba who adds another point. Okay, so while I'm learning it, it's interesting, it adds to the topic. But uh, if a person feels, okay, so it's so essential, no, it was, it was a discussion point when we were learning. It was a nice, a nice point, by the way, it's a nice point he had. The chance of my remembering it is very small. Whereas if it's something which I see as critically important, this is, let's say, I see a, a Mishnabura, a Shaykh, whatever it is, who says something is also gomer what I was doing until now. Now this is going to mean that I'm going to have to change what I do. Or something which I see has a tremendous nafkamina. Then the importance that I give to it is what's going to make me remember it. And therefore, the era which has to precede the learning in order to help a person remember the learning is how important is what I'm learning? How important is what I'm learning? If every word of Torah by me, is something which is very important. So then having now learned something new, it's something which I can't afford to forget. So if I afford it that importance, it's going to make that kind of an impact on me that I remember it. But if something I learned is, okay, it's nice, it was interesting at the time, and not more than that, so then it's much less likely I'm going to remember it. Now, this is for sure true. You know, so the system of threats is for sure true. Let me share with you one or two stories of the Gemara, which bring out this point. The Gemara tells us about a certain Tana, and he went to Zerav Revelyeza, and he asked him if it was true that a certain halacha. And Revelyeza said no. And the next day he came back, and he asked him if this halacha is true, and Revelyeza said no. And he came back the third time to ask, and Rabbi Leel said, the Braitha says that there is such a shetah, but we don't have Chachamu argue, and then we pass in the And it is Tzavu Panav. The face of the Talmud Shan. Why? He said because he had once heard that there was a Makhlaik Sanam about this point, and now he asked Rabbi Leel, and both times he said, no, like, as if it was another opinion, but now that he heard it's another opinion, that's what he remembered. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Leza said about him, you see from such a person, somebody who lives how important the Torah is. How precious the Torah is by you, because every single point is important, even an opinion which is brought that we don't hold like. But it's an opinion in the Torah, and therefore, it's important to know it, to remember it, and to not to forget about it. And that's the first point. How important it is to somebody 
That's how much they're going to remember. And therefore, the importance for Torah has to precede the Torah. Now, if you think what I've been saying over here, this fits in exactly with what the next Shachayim Shita is. Because when we spoke about mitzvahs, so then the year is the commitment to Hashem. Just like the Lishma by mitzvahs is the, I'm doing it, the man Hashem who told me to do it. But here we're speaking about Torah. And the commitment is, just like we said, the Shmom is another Torah. So the importance is the importance attached to knowing Torah. And therefore, that's what's going to cause me not to forget it. But there's more than that. There's a deeper level too. This is Yeres Hashem here. Why? Because knowing Torah is a potentially dangerous thing. The Pasuk says, Ki Yesharim Darke Hashem, Sadiqim Yelchubam Mufayshim Yichashlibam. The ways of Hashem are, Yashar are straight, but they're the Tzadikim who go in the way straight, and they're Rishoyim, Mufayshim, sinners, who causes a Mikshal for them. And, what does that mean? Not that they were sinners with and without the learning, but the learning affords them opportunity to be sinners. In other words, if a person knows the halachas of Chosh and Mishpat well, they can work out how to cheat people in a way that that person has no recourse to their the money in halacha. If a person knows the other the, the the parameters of each mitzvah well, they can chart a car, course to steer around every mitzvah. How to duck, how to avoid mitzvahs. So therefore, knowledge of Torah is sometimes something which is bad for a person. And therefore, when it comes to Torah, so who is Hashem going to teach Torah to? Only somebody who Hashem sees that by giving them the Torah, they're not going to misuse it. You know, the Nefesh later is going to bring the famous Chazal. That it says, Hashem gives Chachmah to the Chachamim. Hashem gives Chachmah to people the Chachamim. And it says the Pasuk in our sixth In the hearts of those who are really wise at heart, I give wisdom. And therefore, you see that in order to get wisdom from Hashem, a person has to already have wisdom. In the Pasuk in Daniel, where it says, Hashem gives Chachmah to Chachamim. If a person wants to get Chachmah from Hashem, what's the way to do it? To be a Chachmah. An obvious question which we'd all ask, and the Nefesh asks later on, we'll get there, is, well, how do you start? If you meant to have Chachmah to get Chachmah, so where does the original Chachmah come from? And the Nefesh HaChaim's famous answer is the concept which you go to here as well. Reish is Chachmah, Yeres Hashem. The first step to getting Chachmah, the first Chachmah a person needs is Yeres Hashem. And if they have Yeres Hashem, then Hashem will give them more Chachmah. But why is it like that? 
So now we understand. Because Chachma is something which can be used well or can be used bad. Even the parts of Chachamim him the horror. People of Chachamim to do bad. And therefore if a person is trying to amass Chachma, the first thing is, what's the Yerash What are they looking to do with the Chachma? Are they looking to uphold the Halacha or to circumvent the Halacha? Are they looking to serve Hashem or to avoid serving Hashem? And therefore, when is Hashem going to allow a person to know the Torah? Only if he has Yerash And if that's the case, of course, a person can choose to learn Torah. Hashem is not going to stop him opening his safe and reading it. But understanding or memory of Torah, that's something which Hashem only gives to a person who deserves it. The Gemara says in Megillah, the Gemara says that to remember Siyat And how does a person merit that Siyat That's the year of Hashem. That's the year of Hashem which becomes the Oitzah. And the year of Hashem which becomes the Oitzah is how much a person, so to speak, is going to, or intends to, Use the Torah to serve, to do what Hashem wants him to do with it. To know the Torah. To teach the Torah. So that's how much Hashem will help him store the Torah. Remember the Torah. Know the Torah. I remember when I was a Bachar in Kultaira. At the time, Kultaira was one of the top yeshivas in Israel. And there were a lot of the brightest minds. The most gifted boys who were there at the time. Some of whom, one could say, had Yerushalayim, and they were very careful to keep Alacha as best they could, and some who admittedly didn't have Yerushalayim. There were boys who would miss davening with a minion, put them through and just grab a few minutes of davening in their bedroom before running them to breakfast. Boys who weren't into learning Musa or all the other things which Yeshiva Bach or should be doing. And yet, they were extremely bright. Understood very well. Chaf very quickly. Could discuss Sugyas better than most. I remember at the time asking the Mashkiach of the Yeshiva, like, how does it make sense? If Yeras Hashem is a prerequisite for terror, so why is it that people who naturally gifted seem to do well in learning even if they don't seem to have such an adequate Yerushalayim. And the answer I heard from him then and I've heard from other Gedolim since is his Lashon was Nara Yisif Gamzakanti and I've never seen a person who didn't have Yerushalayim succeed long term in Torah. So now as Bachem, okay, they're they can think well, they can discuss, they can argue, learn, but success in Torah, I've never seen a person done a Yerushimai. And I can't claim that he did now, he becomes a country. He is older then than I am now. But for sure, for that group of Bakram who were my, who were my contemporaries at the time in Yeshiva, 
it's definitely been true. And that is, at the time they may have shone because they were naturally gifted. But long term, none of them were successful in Torah. None of them are learning it at all anymore. And that's what the Gemara says, Lechidori, which means to ask sharp questions. That's a person could do if they were gifted with a good mind or a quick way of thinking. But to no learning, it's Yadadishmai. And the point we're adding in is that this Yadadishmai comes from Yerush Hashem. Now, therefore, the Yerush Hashem precedes the learning. The Yerush Hashem is before a person learns what, the, what they're trying to achieve when they start to go out to learn. And that's the mission last in office. The mission says, a person who's learning in order to teach. A person who's learning in order to do. And it doesn't say that they're learning two different things. One's learning the Lamed. One's learning to, to, to do. Rather what it says is, what their intention was learning. Almanas. I'm learning in order to learn. Or to teach. I'm learning in order to do. And the result is different. When the person whose plan in learning was to teach, Hashem helps them preach. The person whose plan in learning was to do, Hashem helps them to do as well. Which means that the initial intention is going to determine what the result is going to be. It's going to change. That's the Kiddush. That's the Kiddush. It's not a different learning. It's the same learning with a different intention at the beginning, which is going to have different results. Because that's the Yerushalayim which comes before the learning. And the Yerushalayim before the learning is going to determine the Siyata Dishmaya that there will be in the learning. And therefore, if a person is learning because I have to know what to do, so Hashem will help them come from the Sugya to know what to do. When it comes to the Kamat with the correct Halacha, the Gemara also calls that Siyata Dishmaya. And if a person's intention in learning wasn't, I have to know what to do, it's just I have to know it in order to teach it, so then he'll remember it in order to teach it. Hashem will give him the schus the, 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 the It's the guy what we said before. And that's why the prerequisite for learning is Yerushimayim too. Because, based on the Yerushimayim which comes before the learning, it's going to influence the a person gets when they learn how much they're going to achieve through learning. And if we understand this, then we can put this share and the previous one together. The Nefesh Shechem isn't bringing two different points. They're really two sides of the same coin. What we brought in the previous year, and that is that the, the Yerushimayim for mitzvahs is the commitment, and the Yerushimayim, and that's what makes it, has to be there before a person does the mitzvahs, that I'm committed to the mitzvahs. The, and you said the Yerushimayim for Torah isn't the foundation, but it's the storeroom. But really it's the same point. Because the storeroom is the foundation. It's the foundation of what Hashem is going to give a person. And therefore, both points are the same. The Yerushimayim has to perceive what a person does. From the point of view of the person, it's the foundation which determines if what he's doing is something which he feels he has to do. And for someone which is going to last, 
when something is volunteering to do. In which case, it's a, it's a nice thing to do short term, but it does, it's not going to last. That's from the person's perspective. And same thing when it comes to learning. The Yerushimayim will determine, is the person learning because he wants to know the Torah, to know what the Torah expects from him, or is it just something he enjoys doing? But that same level of Yerushimayim, which is, it determines, so to speak, the person's commitment to what he's doing has a second effect by Torah too, and that is clapper the siyata dishmai that the person gets. Because based on that intention at the answer of why a person learns, that's the siyata dishmai Hashem is going to give him. Which is why in the Nusach, which is brought before learning from the Taz, the person says he's going to, he's highly he wants to learn. In order to to learn, to teach, and to know, and to, and to uphold, and to do, our intention in learning is for everything. And therefore, Nevesh Chaim says, to start with the parak, of, it doesn't mean to say, a person doesn't need Yerushalayim to learn. Such a person won't be successful in learning. But there has something which has to come before the learning. At the outset, the Reish is Chachmah, which comes before the Chachmah. What the Chacham Leib, which has to come first before a person learns, is the Yerushimayim, which means the commitment to to learn, and the commitment of why to learn. And then on that, when a person learns, then they Zechot to the Siyat Zishmayim, that that Kli, that storum, will be some repository which will be filled with the Torah that they learn, that they'll be able to retain.